In this week's episode of Sunnydale City Group, we talk about is the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer real? What does that even mean? <laughs> You're gonna have to come find out. Let's get the music started. Hello and welcome to Sunnydale Study Group, a podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And in this show, we talk about the show Buffy. That we do. That's 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 a pitch. That is the topic of discussion. That's yeah. Every that's week. It. Although last week we talked about Pokemon. That we did. Yeah. Though in the guise of what if the Pokemon existed in Sunnydale. Yeah, but not in terms of like no, I guess it was no, it wasn't it was still Pokemon Go. So it was just like Sunnydale has fictional things we also have. Right. It yeah. was, but it was as if Pokemon Go was happening actually to us, right? Or was it that that was happening no, on our phones? No, they weren't literally. Oh, no, because Blastoise was there. Yep, yep. They were kind of interacting. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was like as if Pokemon literally were there. Right. Because Hypno went into the magic box. That he did. Yeah, he purchased a amulet. Mm-hmm. He broke it, he bought it, and that's why he bought it. Wore that uh, receipt. Yeah, he did. You know what? You can wear anything as clothes if you can make it work. Exactly. <laughs> if there's one thing I've learned from Bravo, it's yes. that. The Bravo Network? The Bravo Network. Okay, great. Which I feel like, really quickly, before yeah. we get back into Buffy stuff, yeah, totally. I feel like it's a network that's been most consistent. Okay. Remember when TLC was the learning channel? I do. And it's not anymore? What is it now? If it was just, it's not learning. It's like little kids in pageants and stuff. Oh, Which geez. is sort of educational. I mean, it sort teaches of. you how to win pageants. Yeah, I guess that's true. What do you think about pageants? Uh, do people like pageants? I think pe- I think people like pageants. Okay. Me, personally, I'm not a pageant person. I'm not huge into pageant. No. Pageantry. I feel like I'd be uncomfortable if I was at a pageant. I'd be like, what are we all doing? Anything judging children, I think is Bizarre. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like leave these kids alone. Yeah. Um what was the Okay, yeah, so pageants, we're agreed on pageants. Yeah, we're agreed on pageants. We're agreed on uh Bravo. Bravo, consistent. Great network. You know what also was a channel that had a big transformation? True TV used to be Court TV. That is so true. And then they realized, hmm, this is not Interesting. They were C SPAN. Imagine the executive who walked in and was just like, hey, I got an idea. Scrap the network. Yeah. (laughs) New idea. (laughs) Listen to my pitch. Mm -hmm. Not this. (laughs) Anything but this. Pranks, murder, (laughs) you know, wacky comedy. Stuff that won't show up in a court. Literally everything that won't show up in a court. Mm -hmm. Unless there was a court TV episode about a prank that someone was upset about. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Mm. I would watch that. Yeah. Did you ever hear... I feel like a lot of pranks were always like urban legends. Like someone was like... The whole idea was that you'd like release two pigs out into and the school. number them one, one and three. three. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, yeah. so that's like something that probably was never really done. It was like the urban legend. I heard an urban legend as a kid, which I think is actually the root of why I, like for many years, wouldn't sleep on my back. Was there was a story that there was a like a woman whose child died in a river, and so what happened was she La Llorona? W- maybe Your- I always mispronounce her thanks to Supernatural. 
Is that the thing? And then she goes around trying to find the child. So all like young sleeping children oh. on their back. It's that she wants to see their eyes when they wake up. That is really scary. So I was like, well, I got to sleep on my back, on my stomach, because if I sleep on my back, she's going to think I'm her child and look into my eyes. Probably inspired by um, sleep paralysis. You know when you're sl- you have sleep paralysis and yeah. you see that figure? Yeah, and you feel like there's a demon sitting on your chest. Exactly. Absolutely. I do, we do need to get to the discussion of this episode. Yes, we do. Let's but do before that... Mm-hmm. Have I told you my ghost story? Have I talked about my ghost story on the podcast? You may have, but Sleep I couldn't. Sleep paralysis ghost story in Boston, little little ghost girl. I don't know if you have. What is it? Maybe we'll save it. Maybe we'll save ghost stories for later as, time. Maybe add a button for the end of the episode. Maybe as a button if we if we yeah. have time left over. Yeah, because let's hop into the let's hop into the main meat yeah. of this episode. Yeah. So at the end of Normal Again, season six, season six. Uh, the episode, in case you don't know, Buffy is in a mens- mental institution, mm-hmm. and a she has to decide which is the reality, the show Buffy, or is it all in her head, and her parents are actually together, and she just is having a complete mental break, I believe is the premise. Yeah, they think she's having just hallucinations. Because also in the Buffy-verse, which I'll call the Sunnydale-verse, mm-hmm. I suppose I'll call it. Uh, a demon has infected her with a hallucinogenic thing. Yeah, right. So at the end of the episode, because to us, it's like, well, it's clearly the one with Willow and Xander and everybody. We've been watching it. It's got to be that. Yeah. But at the end of the episode, the doctor looks at Buffy and says, we've lost her. Yeah, and it's the final shot. That's the final shot of the episode, which means we close out on what maybe the show is saying is the actual reality that... Buffy's imagining everything. That it was all a watch. dream, and she used to read Word Up magazine. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, what we're going to do right now, the next 20 minutes, is talk about is the show in Buffy's head or not? And is life in you, the listener, is it in your head or not? Are Omar and myself actually real? Did you invent us? Did you invent your friends and family and all the memories around you? Wow. Yeah, we'll get into like the Cartesian stuff in like the last like thirty-seven seconds. Okay. <laughs> <But> first, <laughs> so um, yeah. Well, what do you think? I when I first watched the show, I thought yes, and I really liked that episode because it freaked me out so much because I was like, then the show continues, but I wanted to believe that it was the gutsy decision of actually this thing doesn't exist; mm-hmm. it's all in Buffy's head. And it was season six, for those of you out there who hopefully have seen it, because that's what we're doing now, we're talking about all of it, season six and seven, all of Buffy, let me get it, not get ahead of myself, all of Buffy is a very dark show. Yes. Season six is notably the darkest year. I would agree. In which beloved characters are getting murdered. People's relationships are awful. There's the Spuffy relationship, which is just really grim. And uh, of all the heartbreak that year, another piece of heartbreak, it's like, okay, Anya and Xander break up. There's, you know, all of the awful things that happen. Um, Also, what if everything that you've become, become attached to is fake? Yeah. I think that... Angel's existence as a show kind of disproves 
the idea that it's all the theory that it's all false? I think so. I think that uh, I will remember you makes that very difficult. Yeah, because it's like, okay, then does that mean that everything that was going on, so we're talking Buffy season six, we're talking Angel season three. So does that mean that everything with Holtz and Darla and Connor and all that stuff was happening in some kind of like sub-layer of Buffy's subconscious? Because she experiences it. It's not like she is overseeing a universe and is like, whoa, hold on, doctor. But I know all this stuff. Mm-hmm. She only knows it through Buffy's POV. Yeah. Uh, which then makes me, like, then we can't know anything more than her. Right. Right? And, and we do. And we do because Buffy, I think I'll Remember You is, like, the, like to me the strongest argument. Because mm-hmm. it's just, like, you, she doesn't know stuff. Yeah. But it happened. But if she made it up in her head, she would know it unless you tricked yourself to forget, which I don't know is a thing. You know. I don't think you can consciously get rid of memories. Right. I haven't heard of that. I haven't either. Like, I, you can be so traumatized that you forget things and you rewrite mm-hmm. your past. Yeah. But I have never been able to be like, I'm going to make myself forget this. Because mm-hmm. it brings it to the forefront of your mind. Right. I don't, and, I don't and, know if that's how you forget and, things either, biologically speaking. No, I don't think so. I think if you would want to forget something, it will almost most certainly stay with you more. Yeah. yeah. That's been my experience. Yeah. I think that the idea of ending on the shot of her is obviously kind of... It always wants that question to be uh, unanswered. Yeah. Which adds an uneasiness to the rest of the experience of the show. Right, because then you're just like, does everything matter? (laughs) Right. And then that begs the question of, is it better... If it was inside of her head. If there wasn't demons and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, if Buffy was just having a hallucination, then all of those people who were brutally murdered by demons weren't brutally murdered by demons. We also don't know if, like, Willow and Xander would exist. No, because it's not like it's... That episode doesn't do, like, the whole wish-verse thing where it goes into, like alternate versions of the people that we know. Yeah. It goes into, uh, and The Wish is another episode example that kind of disproves it. Wow, that would be, that's a hat on a hat. Mm-hmm. That's like a made-up universe inside of a made-up universe. Right. Big which imagination. I suppose you can do. Yeah, like I think we've lost her. She's well, also hallucinating an alternate dimension. Right? But, she, yeah. but then she was in a heaven dimension, so she could like know that stuff, but then she didn't when she came back. Yeah, or and she's not like pretending; she's not acting, right? Or if when she died and went to heaven, she comes out of. I I think that they in yeah in the episode they reference that there were times where she like came back. Yeah, and I think that those were the deaths. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. They were like, she got a little bit better. Ooh, now I'm smudging back. They're like, she got a little bit better. And then the theory is that the I think I was in heaven is that she was happy and sane. Her parents were together. All of these things weren't actual problems of hers. And then Willow pulls her back in. Oh, well, maybe that's just a dimension. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, no, because it's just specifically a demon poison thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. but maybe that pushes her into like a dimension that the heaven dimension that she was in. Yeah, that would have to be the argument. 
Yeah. And um, the Sunnydale is no longer a crater. That's a huge benefit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what would you say? Let's go down the list of the changes, if this is all made up, mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. Um, things that you're glad didn't happen. That, because, like, Buffy imagined all of it? Yeah. Well, Tara. Ooh, Tara. Jenny. I don't even know. Okay, are we saying that these people do exist? Um, it's, I no, think that right? if it's in her head, then they wouldn't exist then at all. And they wouldn't exist at all. But it would mean that that stuff, it's not like, oh, Tara is now alive. It wouldn't be that. It would be that character that we became attached to who was murdered never had to go through that. Yeah. I'm going to say, in that case, Mr. Sweet, or, uh, I'm sorry, no, not Sweet. Trick? Trick. Mr. Trick. I would say that Mr. Trick not dying would be a plus for me. Okay. I miss Mr. Trick. Okay. I had to wait all the way until Series of Unfortunate Events on Netflix to get- and That actor back? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, he's been in other stuff, but I was just watching it, and I was like, oh, Mr. Trick. That's awesome. Um, The double meat lady wouldn't have had that fit. Yeah. She, she just shot out of her neck. Yeah, no, the double meat lady would totally not just, she wouldn't exist at all. Giles and Jenny. That I know you mentioned oh, that. That would yeah. be a big one for me. Yeah. That's really sad. Yeah, if there's like some kind of like lost alternate dimension type thing. Angel is probably just still skulking around. Mm-hmm. I choose to believe Angel still exists. That somehow and he just she goes up to him. people. What would like, be interesting on that? What were we going to say? I was just going to say, <laughs> it was going to be like a didn't say yours joke. <laughs> what would be amazing on that episode is if Angel was in it. Whoa. If like she's like in, if it was like a sneak attack, David Boreanaz cameo, and there he's like wandering the hall. Wow. At the end, he just like Mm -hmm. looks through the window. And it's like, oh, Angel's like a. That would, to me, solidify that the show doesn't exist. Yeah. That it's in Buffy's head. Yeah. If you saw Angel. Mm -hmm. But I don't. But that would also mean she is the Slayer ish. Maybe. Or she just imagined that this man. Is Angel. Is in her imagination is this whole different thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're just like, actually, he's a doctor. And then mm-hmm. they're like, what is he a doctor of? And then yeah. they say, Bones. He's oh, a Bones doctor. Oh, nice. Okay, so if we're saying, I think you're right. I think that it doesn't, I don't think, I don't think the, uh, the hospital verse can exist no but there are little things that like happen that like it would make a little bit of sense if it was a complete crazy dream like we talked about Dirk Hinderstadt last week mm-hmm. like that episode is just like oh by the way I've got a cousin right and that cut like we don't even see the cousin the cousin just pops up yeah Celia I believe her name is yeah yeah it, the answer is it's what you choose yeah it's like the Inception ending of... How does the ending of Inception go again? There's like a top that doesn't fall down. Yeah, but here's my thing about... I know there's a whole wedding ring you can follow because his totem is the wedding ring. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can follow that. Also, I choose to believe that the end of Inception is real life because they pull a Mr. Charles on him. Okay. So if you're watching, Ellen Page is actually the one doing Cobb's job on Cobb. Uh, which is a cool thing. That's interesting. Um, and then at the end, the totem wavers. Okay. Which I don't think the totem wavers ever in the dream. 
Okay. It never falls over. So okay. the fact that it wobbles for a second means that it is real life. Okay. Great. But that said, I do have one major complaint about Inception. Which is? When uh, you meet Michael Caine's character, Cobb's mm-hmm. dad, mm-hmm. and he goes like, oh, you're working in here? And then Cobb's dad is like, oh, well, I, they keep stuffing me in my tiny little office. But he's like in this giant room. I wanted that to be like they're meeting in a dream. Like he oh, works okay. in a dream. But I don't think they do that. <laughs> That's it. Thank you. Excuse me. I just had a demon released yeah. via a sneeze. Good job. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, that's a separate Inception thing. Yeah. Okay. I. But it's ultimately the idea is you choose whether or not the universe exists in this fake reality that already is fake. But I think that even though it is the final shot where they've lost her... Uh, Who's to say what is real? She chose the reality of her mind if the uh, if the reality of her mind hold on, let me say that again. <laughs> if she chose to live in her magic world where she is the slayer and right. does have purpose, then then that becomes real because then it goes on through the rest of the season and a final season of Angel. That's a good point. Yeah, so I think that Angel. And the Wishverse mostly disprove the possibility that one can accept that perhaps it's all a dream. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. So. Oh. I think maybe I'm getting too hung up on this cousin character popping up. That actually makes sense. People have cousins all the time that they yeah, the cousin is, don't know of. Yeah, well, we she knew of her. She knew of her. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. We don't have to know about Puffy's extended family. No, it would only come up naturally. Yeah. Like, we don't really talk about our cousins a whole hell of a I lot. haven't mentioned, I don't think I've mentioned any of my cousins on this show. Yeah. So. My cousin of my same name, Chris, he just got married recently. Hey, congratulations to Chris. Oh, thank you. Is that why you were out of town? That's what, that was why I was hey, out of town. Hey, awesome. Chris's wedding. Nice. Yeah, it was awesome. Have you ever had moments where, like, you've questioned reality? Every day. Okay. <laughs> okay. Every day, every moment, I tried not to focus on it. I had... Um, Do you? Every so often when there's a coincidence, mm-hmm. it's not a glitch in the Matrix. In my head, I'm just like, maybe I'm making stuff up. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I have more power than I think. Like last night, this is a little dated because we were recording this episode two weeks ago. But last night I was watching um, The Umbrellas of Schauberg. Mm-hmm. And pro- kind of, I always murder that pronunciation. Mm-hmm. But, Schaumburg. And, and then it, because we were just talking about it. Mm-hmm. But then this morning, because I watched it last night, this morning I was checking Twitter and I think it was like one perfect shot, tweeted about the movie and sent out an essay about it. And I was just like, okay, because I just watched that. It's mm-hmm. a little weird. Yeah, no, that is crazy. I was uh, in a similar thing that happened to me. I was working on a a job Mm -hmm. that was dealing with basketball. And there was a reference to Michael Jordan getting the ball stolen from him by Nick Anderson. When when Michael uh, Jordan retired from basketball, started playing baseball, wasn't a particularly good baseball player went back to playing basketball, and then was no longer really the classic Jordan. Right, he wasn't 23. Yeah, Yeah. he wasn't 23, he was 45, it was never the same. Yeah. And so there's this famous game where uh, Nick Anderson steals the ball from him, and as I was like on my phone, 
randomly an article about like like the biggest turnovers in NBA history popped up. And I was like, that's weird. That is nuts. Yeah. And maybe it's algorithms that are knowing. Maybe it like it knows that on like a different computer I was working on something in which there was Oh, I mean they do trace that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So, so maybe, maybe the they're... internet is not the best <laughs> measurement. But then it would have but also it was like this was video files that were are they like showing this story? That's it, it wasn't like there was I wasn't like emailing about Michael Jordan and Nick Anderson. Right. As a rule, I like to just Google nonsense yeah. all the time yeah. so that I they're advertising just like the weirdest stuff to me yeah. that I don't have to worry about. They're like, do you want like, these hula yeah. hoops? <laughs> you really seem to like these LED lit avocado peelers. <laughs> no, keep keep trying. Uh, nope, I can't afford avocados, please. <laughs> In this economy? Yeah. But yeah, I um I always go back to this moment in Understanding Comics by Scott McCloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he says, you know, you... And I always used to think this as a kid, but then when he articulated it, I was like, great, I'm not the only one who thinks this. In fact, many people think this. Is he's like, you can't actually prove that there's anything happening at all. Yeah. And what's behind your head, like maybe all only your frame of vision is what actually exists. Like, maybe behind you, there's nothing. Right. Like, I don't know. Maybe, I think I've talked about this before, right? Like, but like you don't know if, like, when you put your hand behind your head, if it even is still there. Right. You feel that it's there, but maybe that's an illusion. Yeah. There's really no way to know. You just kind of have to go through life, and either if you really need an answer, you just have to ultimately choose an answer. Right. And same thing with Buffy and her experience. Yeah, that's... I guess in that way, this episode that we're recording right now mm-hmm. might even be pointless because it's like, well, okay, let's say that this all is imagined. How would you, I have like a friend who's a therapist and her whole thing is like, okay, let's say you are right about a thing you have. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's say you're like a member of a conspiracy theory group or something like that. Just like, okay, maybe you are right. How do you be happy? Like just using that as like, yeah a way to be angry about stuff and complain right. isn't productive. But if you're just like, okay, sure. Everyone is actually secretly shark people. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's shark people. Let's say that's true. How do you go through to get to next week? Mm-hmm. As shark people. Like, what do you do? How do you live? How do you, how do you live? Who, what, what do you eat? Yeah. Fish, seals, people. I mean, sharks eat fish. Yeah. So. How do you breathe? That's, that's a, all you got to do? That's a good question. Yeah. How do you urinate? If you're a shark, it's through your skin. Is that true? I believe so. Whoa. I should look that up before I say more of it, but there was a story in Santa Barbara where these guys like killed a shark and then made shark tacos because they're dumb. Oof. Um, and like their dad was like, yeah, we just barbecued up the shark. And then my middle brother who went to University of Oahu um, uh, was like, yeah, no, that's not what you're supposed to do he went to u of h and he was just like you can't you have to cure the meat yeah you can't just cook a shark. you can't just eat urine soaked shark so <laughs> so they, they did they so did they ate urine soaked shark yeah which is the most like santa barbara isla vista thing to do where it's like you guys didn't think through this and you ended up doing something disgusting <laughs> that's <laughs> such a college experience yeah oh my goodness yikes so that yeah one of my crazy 
reality fissure moments. Was, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I told you this one. I thought my brother was Mario. Did everybody say that crazy one? No. I had this like fear that my middle brother, who I just mentioned, who went to U of H, mm-hmm. was replaced by Mario. The Super Nintendo hero? Uh, Game Boy Mario. Okay. Because this is Game Boy original. No tacked on stuff. It was okay. like, and I had the see-through one because I thought that you'd be able to see how it works. Turns out, not really. Oh, the see-through Game Boy? Yeah. And I was just like, I'm going to watch all the stuff. But I was just like, once I got it, I was like, oh, there's no lights or anything yeah. indicating anything. I just, it's just gear. It was still cool. Yeah. But, uh, so I, I got the see Game Boy. So funny. <laughs> so I thought in my head that Mario must have a terrible existence because all Mario does is just be in this game. Mm-hmm. And that if Mario had the chance to get out, Mario would. But then conservation of energy like thermodynamics that right. kelly brought up yeah. and thank you for requesting a few weeks ago right uh that it would have to be a life for a life mm-hmm. so my brother was now trapped as mario but couldn't voice this probably didn't know how to escape the game like mario did and he, your brother then switched places with mario yeah so it was like almost a doppelganger situation but it's more of a switcheroo kind how of thing. old were you uh probably like 11 maybe okay. younger and did you ever tell him you... Oh, I sat him down. I was like, if you're Mario, you got to give me back my brother. And my brother was like, okay, well, I'm not Mario. <laughs> to this day, I don't trust him. <laughs> and did you, like, push the topic? I was not super... I was like, if I push too hard... In negotiation tactics. Yeah. Let him come to that conclusion. Okay, great. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to float it out there. And see what happens. And did he react pretty calmly? Yeah. He was just like, we're a weird family. Okay. I went on to later host a podcast about Buffy. So, like, we're not, it's not like we were, like, gap models. And then, like, someone was like, whoa, this is too eccentric for the family. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I never thought that a relative was possibly Mario. Or any fictional character, for that matter. Nice. Yeah. Were you ever scared of storybook characters or paintings moving? You know what I mean? I, the most scared, I don't know if this specifically is what you're asking, but the most actually scared I ever was that something was real was the witches from Roald Dahl. Ooh, well, in the movie, the witches is that freaky thing mm-hmm. where it's like the girl gets trapped in the painting, right? That's yeah. really freaky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, witches make sense. If the you witches turn, was yeah. terrifying. I remember I was so afraid of the witches. I was in second grade, and I was convinced that they were real. Yeah. I remember the thing with the witches was like, if someone was wearing gloves, they might be a witch. Right. It was like... It's kind of a bizarre book as I look back on it, too, because it's sort of like training, not training, but like telling young people to, that like older women are secretly evil. Yeah, which I think is like a social problem, but with the recent election, uh, kind of prepared me yeah, <laughs> right. for certain results. Yeah, um, yeah, but they used to wear gloves, yeah. and I remember if I saw an older lady in gloves... I think I was like, I don't know if this is an actual story or if I'm making this up, but I remember just like thinking, that's a witch. Oh my God. And I remember telling my mom, I can't sleep. I'm too afraid of the witches. And my mom had to tell the teacher. And then the teacher, without pointing me out, said, this is a story. The witches are not real. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be afraid of them. Yeah. There's much worse things to be afraid of that are real. 
Yeah, but, that's <laughs> very true. The witches will shrink you into a mouse and then crush you. Yeah. But... In real life, ice mm-hmm. is breaking up families. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah so, so I was afraid of that. In terms of, like, paintings coming to life... Or just, I, like, moving... That was like a fear of mine. It's just like reading a book and looking at a drawing and then the mm-hmm. eyes just like looking at me. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. It's like a Guillermo del Toro like fear of mine. Yeah. I still kind of have it. I fear strange like creatures that okay. never come up in the sense of like even like the Pokemon episode that we did last week. Imagine those fun looking Pokemon looked a little freaky deaky. Yeah. And... In almost like, like a quiet place type shrieking way, um, were these beings that would just like all of a sudden appear and be trying to attack me. That's that, pretty scary. That's a recurrent thought. I, I get have. it. I get it. I'm just like, what if something really creepy and monstrous just was here and vicious and attacked me? Wow. Yeah, I think that every so often. Uh, my basement kind of freaks me out at my parents' house. Got it. Basements are freaky. Basements are scary. Get that home alone fear, man. Yeah. Sometimes when I go home still, I do a before. Like Sometimes I'll be like laying in my bed and I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to go down to the basement and just make sure nothing's there. Nice. And I'll check and see that nothing's there and I'll make sure everything's locked. And then I can sleep better. I am not super scared of ghosts because I'm not sure what ghosts can do. And I've gotten over this strange, I've strangely gotten over the fear of like looking up at night and seeing a ghost. Yeah. Um, Cause now I'm like, if I look up and there's like a woman in like a veil with an ax, but she's a ghost, mm-hmm. then I am like crazy. But by my logic, your ax is also a ghost. Right. And it's not going to do anything to me. Yeah. Whereas I'm more scared of someone in real life with a real axe. Yeah. It's kind of like the paranormal activity thing where it's like the people who freak me out in paranormal activity are like the relatives that are participating in like the worship of the demons. Oh, yeah. That stuff's weird. They're the later paranormal activity movies, right? Yeah. Like there was like a witch one and stuff. Man, yeah. witches get a bad rap. Yeah, they do. Spoiler alert for a later paranormal activity film. There's one point where like, they're not really sure what's going on, and there's this one horrifying shot where, like, she opens the, like, garage door, and there's, like, a group gathered and yeah. of people. And look at her, and it's like, oh, God, these people are coming together to do some kind of ritualistic darkness. And No, thanks. And they're also, like, relatives. Yeah, that's weird. And so like when relatives turn on relatives, it just makes it feel like the world is falling apart. Yeah. It's like, if you can't depend on your family, well, who can you depend on? Yeah. Although I guess Buffy is a show of you make your family. You make your family. Yeah. I guess it's another argument to like the hospital verse not existing is I don't think that Joyce and Hank (laughs) would have made it. I don't think, I don't think so. I don't think Hank is that great. Unless hospital verse Hank is a better guy. I just don't see it. Yeah. Like, I, in the episode, I don't think he is. Yeah. It's not like, hey, I'm a guy that definitely isn't hooking up with my secretary. Right. He seems like a guy that's definitely, definitely hooking up with that. his secretary. Yeah, and he's like, 
real freaked out. But yeah. it was it was, what I do love about that episode is that they got the actor to come play him again. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Hank Summers. It's like bring hey, you got a call from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's like, what? Why? How how soon can you get here? From Thousand Oaks? <laughs> Two hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that is our final bell, which means we are out of time, unfortunately. But uh, we'll be back next week, because even if this is all made up, we'll imagine that there'll be another episode next yeah. week. Yeah. So, yeah. Join with us in our own hospital-verse. I like that you've established the hospital-verse. The hospital-verse is a side-verse. There's the wish-verse, the hospital-verse, the shrimp-verse. Well, as Anya says, there are infinite dimensions. Hey, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. So actually, that makes it really complicated because then there are both answers are right. Mm-hmm. And when Anya talks about the shrimp and how like yep. it's like a dimension of no shrimp and dimension of all shrimp, and then later in Angel season five, which was one of my favorite references to earlier Buffy ever, is Illyria makes reference to how there's different dimensions and all that, and she was like in one dimension entirely made of shrimp yeah and i was like oh my god she's been to anya's shrimp dimension <laughs> we gotta get that in the comics oh my god i yeah. need a shrimp first comic yeah we need we need that for oh sure. boy but if people want to hop into your dimension and find out stuff about what you're doing chris where can they find you hello my name is chris bramante or bramante you can find me as a montioc on twitter instagram and youtube you can find me popping up on hyper rpg every now and then usually on roguelike which is dm'd by our good friend kelly nugent and uh, has music by branson nijame who is the accompanist for robot teammate as well which is a musical improv group that i'm a part of i also do the fantasy podcast thank you for questing which is gm'd by omar who's Hello. right next to me right now and yeah i play the prilic acrylis which is a mythological creature and you can discover more about him and his elaborate anatomy and superpowers by going to Thank You For Questing, wherever podcasts are available. How about you, Omar? I'm Omar. You can find me at Omar on Twitter as well as Omar Film on Instagram. I am on Thank You For Questing with Chris, Mia, and Kelly. You can check that out by popping over to the Zeitheist Network, wherever mm. you're listening to podcasts. Just click on the thing that says Zeitheist Network. There are a bunch of amazing shows you can check out. If you want to interact with this show, you can shoot us a tweet at SSG Podcast. Again, that's at SSG Podcast. Or you can leave a comment on our Instagram or Facebook page, which is just Sunnydale Study Group. Grab my phone to get the phone number. Oh, great. Yeah, get the phone number. And, you know, we have a lot of interesting ideas that we want to do with the podcast now that we are just talking about the whole series and taking it apart from every single angle that we can. And I want to know from you guys what, you know, we've done This Sunnydale Life, which was a brilliant idea that Omar put together. We have done Pokemon Go in Sunnydale. Uh, We want to talk about anything and everything from all angles. So if you have any particular topics that you think would be interesting, Hit us up. Yeah, throw them our way. You can give us a call at 805-669-8187. Again, that's 805-669-8187. Leave a voicemail. We will listen to it and play it on the podcast. Or you can record your voice and email it to sunnydalestudygroup at gmail.com with anything that you want to hear us do. Because we are just making this up as we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. All right, that pretty much wraps it up for us. That's it. Uh, we're going to go uh, make sure we're not in our own hospital verses. <laughs> yeah. And if we are, I hope that they are, you know, fulfilling in their own way. It'd be freaky to me if I wake up in hospital and then David Boreanaz is like a doctor. <laughs> I'd just be like, I put a lot. I really sidelined you, doctor. Like, yeah. I invented so many people in my life 
I've never even met you, David Boreanaz. I just, I've never oh even been in the same God. place. I imagine that Chris was in the same place in a video I watched. I wasn't even there when Chris was there. Wow. Uh, that re- would be nuts. Reality. All right, until then, guys, pack up your bags, pick up your books. We'll see you next week.